Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania, diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more. This podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. Hello, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to, back to the podcast, Lift It Listens, episode 43. Thank you guys so much for being here. I hope you guys are doing well. I hope your week has been off to a good start. And if not, as we always say around here, we're the creators of our own, rea- our own reality. So don't forget you have the power to turn it around. I'm sending you lots of strength, perseverance. It's all mental. It's all perspective. I don't know why I just opened this up with a mini pep talk, but just in case someone needs to hear it. But for my gratitude for today, I honestly just wanted to take a second and just genuinely thank you guys for, like I said, being here and just for listening to the podcast. I'm very well aware. I guess I just have been thinking about this the past like week or two. I'm very well aware that this isn't the most fun podcast to listen to. Like it's not super lighthearted. It's not like just pure entertainment. Like we talk about real shit on here and it very often can be triggering. And I totally understand that it's not always the easiest to listen to. And so I just appreciate you guys for just being here and still giving me your attention and still applying yourself. And I just am very proud genuinely to, you know, have you guys be such like people who are so committed and dedicated to bettering themselves and on this healing journey in more ways than one. And I can promise you that it takes you know, a certain type of person to be this indebted to their healing journey and willing to go this length into their healing journey and is willing to, you know, dedicate their free time to personal development and betterment by listening to this podcast. And I just want to, I want you guys to thank yourselves and thank your higher selves for showing up and for showing up and clicking this podcast today and hitting play and, you know, continuously, whether you've only listened to a few episodes and you're still, you know, kind of seeing what this is about, which welcome, by the way, or if you're, you know, a root teen listener where you're here every week. I just want you guys to take a second to thank yourselves for showing up to become a better you. I want to thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you guys for showing up. I'm proud of you guys for showing up and it just, it really means a lot to me and I'm really impressed with you guys. Even though there's growing pains as I would like to call it as being a listener of this podcast, it's always all for the better as we all know. So for this episode, I really want to speak about something that I think is super, 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 super important. And I think a lot of people who know, I mean, honestly, anything about this subject would agree with me on this. And um, this has been something that has been on my mind, like very heavy um, and heart, I guess. Not heavy in a bad way. It's just been very, I just have been thinking about it a lot. Like, and specifically within the past couple of weeks, because I kind of, it all the pieces kind of came together. I was like, whoa, like you are in your era of healing your inner child. Like, I don't know, I've been going through all these things, which we'll get into. And I obviously don't want to just make it about me. But I'm just saying like, just within these past two or three weeks, it's like hit me as to like what season I'm in where I'm like, oh my gosh, all of this is because (laughs) I'm like working on healing my inner child. And before I get even too far into this episode, I do want to offer a trigger warning because, you know, 
we're going to be speaking about kind of childhood trauma, nothing necessarily like specific, but just still like if you are in a sensitive space right now, which I totally understand my heart is with you. But if you feel like you're not in the space to maybe hear about these things or talk about it just yet, then maybe, you know, you can revisit when you feel ready to listen. Because like I said, we are going to kind of be stirring the pot and maybe some things that have been kind of settled down in your subconscious from your childhood. And today we're definitely going to be scooping that soup around and getting everything that's settled at the bottom kind of stirred up again, just to kind of be able to revisit it. So again, I do think this is going to be, I think this is a super healing podcast episode. I I think it's going to be a really healing podcast episode. This season for me has been super healing, as I just mentioned previously. Um, So I hope that this helps you, you know, feel empowered and safe to nurture your inner child a little bit more. And also at the very least, just acknowledge this, this portion of you. And like I'm saying, maybe, maybe visit this healing journey when you're ready. And once it finds you because I do feel like everything kind of happens in divine timing and like I said I do really feel like I've been in this era of healing my inner child and you know they say it hits you in your early 20s or in your 20s is like when you process kind of your childhood trauma or like when you really see it come out and manifest in different ways and it's freaking true like I'm 23 years old and I just feel like it's really true and specifically for me like I I went through I had a fair share of childhood trauma and like my coping mechanism when I was a kid was always to dissociate which again we'll get into and so I feel like now I'm finally like well like I'm almost having time to process everything and it's like definitely I've been able to see firsthand like how it affects me when I show up in relationships and all this sort of stuff so we're gonna all get into like what is the inner child how does our inner child like show up in our adult life we're gonna talk about childhood trauma and what it actually means to go through like inner child healing. What is it? And I'm going to talk about what it's been looking like for me. And I'm also going to share with you guys kind of an intimate personal story, but this was kind of really what sparked this whole entire awareness of like what's been going on, I guess, of like my all, I guess in terms of like my internal revelations and my healing, I was when I was like, oh my gosh, wait, this all has to do with my inner child when I connected the dots. So Starting off with some basics here, foundational basics to get everyone caught up. What is our inner child? Think of you from like infant, just fresh out the womb to like seven, eight, nine, ten years old, like anywhere within that window. That is like what we're, that's the person that we're thinking of. Like when I'm, for me, like when I'm referring to my inner child, I'm thinking of like seven-year-old Olivia pretty much is like how, what I'm thinking of when I'm referencing like, quote unquote, my inner child. So if you think about yourself during that time, like from when you're an infant, usually honestly to like seven years old, I forget what that's like when we stop developing a certain I I really should get the facts down. But that's when our like our we're our very like initial impressionable stages are kind of completed, I guess, if you will. So you know, from when you're seven and below, like you're in a very malleable position. Like that's when you're very much of like a sponge of like when you're learning a bunch of different things in society, like how to act, what's accepted, what's valued, what's respect, right? Like what does trust mean? How do you share? Like all the, I guess I started off with some really intense, what does it mean to love someone unconditionally? You're learning at five years old. No, I guess like how to share and you know, how to have table manners, things like that. Like you're just learning how society functions and like kind of a somewhat moral compass of like kind of what's right and wrong within our society if you will but before like you're learning all of those things you have like you're a blank canvas like when you're a child right like you don't have any it's like your most true authentic untouched pure 
innocent version of you. It's your when you're your most vulnerable, innocent, right? It's like you without any writing on the whiteboard. But then like as we get older, even like in our when we're 10 years old, when we hit double digits, when we get into our teenage years and we go through high school and whatever, whatever, and we go through more trauma, which we're going to get into, all of those things then end up shaping us in a way and it kind of it's what causes us to subconsciously mold and morph who we are to be more accepted in our society and in our you know instant community because back to biology which I think sometimes some of us need a reminder a little bit because we think that we're the like at the end of the day we're just nature and a lot of things about us makes a ton of sense if you think about it biologically like we are a social communal species right like we when we were in tribes all those sort of things like it's normal to want to be accepted by the masses and have a sense of belonging and so you know growing up when you get got bullied for wearing like pink shirts shoes or something like that it's don't like I'm saying this because it's not something that for you to like necessarily beat yourself up over it makes sense that you wanted to kind of conform to then be accepted right because no, who really wants to be this outcast like a lot of us don't like at the end of the day humans just want to be loved accepted seen and have this sense of belonging so that's what kind of that's like the back narrative I guess if you will of what is kind of that background motive to have us kind of adapt to then be accepted if you will so like I'm saying that inner child is you kind of before you go you you undertake all of those different molds if you will so like I'm saying it's your most authentic self it's it's the very truest you before you start to absorb everyone else's beliefs and absorb everyone else's way of doing things and kind of just then learning that you're supposed to quote unquote follow the masses so it's you before all of those things it's you in your purest most vulnerable innocent authentic version of you and the thing is is that inner child never leaves you And that's something that I've been learning as I get older and it becomes more and more crystal clear and apparent to me the older that I get. And I realize, you know, that that little girl that's like still there within me, the older I get, the more I realize it's so important to make sure that I'm continuing to nurture that little girl that's inside of me and fostering her and I'm already, I'm not getting emotional so it sounds like I'm going to cry, but like I'm just already feeling a lot of emotion within me and I knew this episode was going to bring up a lot of emotion. <laughs> um, and again, which is the kind of why I made that disclaimer in the beginning of the episode because this might, this episode might bring up some emotions in you, which is totally okay. Feel them, let them come through. But just when I think about now, like as an adult and I think about things of how like, because a lot of the way we act comes from the state of our inner child, which we'll dive into deeper in the episode. And just when I see people acting from like a really low vibrational state or acting from a place of like hatred or like honestly, the, the people who are the bullies in high school or even in adulthood or whatever, whatever, the people that are still gossiping or the people who, you know, are, you know, passing judgment to people who aren't working the nine to five and who the ones that are trying to go, you know, live their dream life and start their dream business, the people who are passing all those judgments, all those things. It's like when I just think about that, the reason that they're acting from those places is simply just because they are operating from a place of a wounded inner child, like, and it's just their inner child screaming for like help and comfort. Like it just makes me it just makes you emotional. I don't necessarily want to say sad, but do you get what I'm saying? Like when you truly realize that there's people, when people are acting from a place of hatred, like at the end of the day, where that is always stemming from, like 
this was my own revelation, but I just truly feel like it's so true. Like it's always stemming from a wounded inner child and that's why they're acting that way. And like, I I feel like it shows up the most in relationships. And like, if someone can't, um, I don't like commit to you or they have a fear of abandonment or something like that. It's like, I'm not also using this as like a justification or allow them like for you to excuse them from their actions. But I'm just saying, it's like, I'm always, I'm like that person just has such a wounded inner child that they still haven't healed. Like their inner child just still feels so unsafe and they're just screaming for help and comfort from their, that trauma that they experienced that made them have this coping mechanism of fear of commitment or fear of abandonment, whatever, whatever. And that's just what really gets me. So I guess now moving into how does our inner child show up in our adult life? Because I feel like that's going to be the next question. Like, okay, cool. Like I was seven years old when I was seven. Like now I'm 25. Like what does this have to do with me? The thing is, is our inner child is responsible for a lot of the ways that we show up in our day to day, which I just kind of briefly touched on. You can trace a lot of the stuff of what we do and why we do it back to our childhood. If you just kind of give yourself the space to see it and become aware of it. And like I'm saying it really the most the biggest way it shows up is how we show up in relationships, right? Whether that's friendships in the workplace with coworkers, um, romantic relationships within family members, how you express and show your emotion. Can you feel your emotion? Are you able to process it? Can you communicate it? Do you find yourself shoving it down? Um, it's also like how we kind of act in serious situations, right? Uh, what our creative outlets are, things like that. Like usually it, they all mirror tendencies from our childhood so I know it may seem like what does it have to do with my adult life now but it has everything to do with our adulthood because I've been touching on the subconscious a lot in recent episodes and this is kind of exactly what I'm referring to of as to how that subconscious is molded it's usually almost always molded from our early early experiences within our within our life so that's what I'm kind of trying to get at here to bring this full circle. It's like those trauma experiences that we experienced when we were younger, when we were a child that caused us to have, you know, childhood trauma and wound our inner child. Those are those experiences that shape our subconscious beliefs just to simply how life operates and it impacts our viewpoints, you know, for when we're acting in present tense and present day, how well we're able to apply ourselves. If we, you know, put ourselves out there to try to get that date or to get that job, or if we just inherently believe that we're not worthy. And let me give you a greater example as we kind of transition into what is childhood trauma, because for example, this is something that could show up, you know, if you're in high school and your great aunt or something, you told her that you want to go be a movie star. And, you know, she, from her old childhood trauma, was programmed to believe that you can never be famous because that's just not in your bloodline. That's not in your genes. You're not lucky enough. So if you were like, aunt, great aunt Shirley, <laughs> I really want to go be a movie star and be in a movie when you were 13 years old. And she said, oh, honey, like, ha ha ha, good luck with that. Like, that's never going to happen. That doesn't happen to people like us, right? It's something that's so simple. And I feel like this, it almost is like, oh my gosh, when you think about parenting, it's like, yo, how am I even ever supposed to say anything to like help have my kid have like a prosperous headspace and like, you know what I mean? You don't, just to make sure you're not responsible for like completely crushing your kid's dream, but whatever. To finish the point, all it takes is one single sentence like that. And then you're 13, right? We're still so young. We're still a sponge. We always look to our elders and we trust them, right? As we should. And it's 
biological. Like, think about it. Way back in the day, if your mom or your dad was like, don't go over there, there's gonna, there's bears that live there. You're going to say, okay, dad, yes, I believe I'm going to listen to you, dad. So it's like the same safety thing. Like, we listen to our elders because it's what makes us feel safe, like even primally. So obviously when you're 13, you're going to listen to your great aunt and you're going to be like, okay, yeah, like good to know. I just learned that, you know, really extensive bouts of fame or wealth or success. That just doesn't happen to me. That doesn't happen to my family. Now, boom, I don't know. (laughs) Enjoy, enjoy that sound effect as to what's going on in my mind. But then that turns into a subconscious programming that is now in your subconscious belief system that you now believe to your core. I am someone that doesn't uh, just, I'm not the type of person that can attain really high amounts of success. Now that's always forever in your subconscious. How does that show up in your adult life? Now, when you do have that big break to potentially go to fly to LA and go for an audition, instead of saying, hell yeah, let's go see if I can get it. You're going to say that's so impractical. No, like I need to stay here in corporate New York and go work my nine to five job. Like that is exactly how it manifests or same thing you want to go be a singer but then in high school this girl said that you have an awful voice just simply because she was mean you believe that and so now you never sing again do you see what I'm saying it's like all these little things that don't don't seem like much but like it's always it almost always can be traced back to a specific event that like ingrained something when we were a child that engraved in our subconscious mind to adopt that belief system as the truth and that's the narrative that you continue to tell yourself throughout your life throughout your adult life and it affects the actual action steps that you take I feel like this is a beautiful episode that piggybacks off of the previous one that I just did so if this is resonating go to the previous episode because I spoke about like how the words you speak really impact the life that you really end up living because it's all a reflection of your subconscious mind. So if you're resonating with this topic, you're intrigued, you're interested, I also recommend listening to episode 42. But furthermore, so diving a little bit deeper into what childhood trauma looks like because I feel like, again, this is something that a lot of people will discount themselves on. And which I understand because, you know, we want to be like, oh, we don't have problems like we're, we're good, we're healthy, we're safe, whatever, whatever. And so I think step one to recognizing childhood trauma is to completely release all judgment. There is nothing wrong with you to not only am- to admit that you're hurting, but also to admit the fact that you may have had unhealthy components of your childhood. Like there is absolutely nothing wrong with that, which is something else I want to tap into here today because I think that's another misconception. It also makes people be in denial because then it makes them feel like something is wrong with them, which is so absolutely not true. And also because, you you know, you love your family, you love your parents, right? So you don't ever want to, it's hard to admit of like, hey, when my parent did that, that was really shitty and kind of messed me up, right? So, and you feel like you, you just don't ever want to pass that blame. And the point of recognizing childhood trauma is to never to pass blame to anyone or to have now this newfound resentment towards your parents. You'd be like, yeah, what the hell? Why would they say that? That is never the intention with recognizing childhood trauma. If anything, it is compounding the effects of childhood trauma and is going in the opposite direction. You need to understand that your elders, right, whether it's your grandparents, your great aunt, your parents, your older sibling, I can't really speak for the bully at school, but <laughs> but you need to understand that these these people always had your best interests in mind slash at the very least they were doing the best they could with the information they had back to what that example of what I said with your great aunt 
how she told you that you could never go be a movie star when really that was a you know a reflection of the generational trauma of her grandma telling her that she could never be successful in her life all of it, that's the thing with trauma it's it tends to be this generational cycle that just continues and continues and continues if we don't heal so you need to understand when your parents are telling you these things or whatever, whatever. They're doing the best they can to keep you safe and they think that they're doing the right thing slash they're doing the best they could with the level of consciousness and awareness that they're at. I can guarantee some of the messed up things that your parents told you was never out of complete ill will. They just genuinely didn't know any better slash that was just the way that they were raised. So we're going to kind of get into just really the need to forgive your parents and your elders because you need to understand that it's nothing that they, you need to have grace with them because they, it was never intentional. And like I'm saying, they were doing the best that they could within their own generational trauma loop. And again, that's why this episode is so powerful because it's up to us. I think our generation is way more woke and aware and conscious of, you know, trauma behaviors and toxicity and things like that. And we are the ones that are able to have this awareness to wake up and understand a lot of the you know, toxic tendencies just within our society of what is deemed as okay and acceptable. And we're the ones that are waking up and are able to break that cycle to hopefully raise a more healed and conscious and enlightened next generation. So not me getting on another side tangent. What is childhood trauma? So, but I was trying to get up before I broke into that. Childhood trauma can be defined as so many different things. And like I was trying to, what I originally was saying, that so many people discount their childhood trauma because they don't, if they think it wasn't this like groundbreaking thing, that it doesn't count. And I'm here to validate you, okay? Childhood trauma can come in so many different ways. It can be in so many different things. It can look so many different ways. It could be different levels, I guess, if you will. And I think this principle goes back to the very principle that pain is pain. And that like, I would never tell someone that their pain is invalid because I went through something that's worse. Everyone is, everyone, you know, every single feeling is subjective. Like to me, that's truth, right? It's going to, everything is going to feel differently for different people within different contexts, whatever, whatever. So what may seem painful for me, someone who maybe lost a loved one really close to them may laugh at what I deem as painful, but it's all perspective. It's all perspective and perception, right? So there's no need to like belittle anyone else's childhood trauma or feel like you never went through trauma because someone else went through things that are way worse than you. Like that doesn't discredit or discount the things that you currently have went through because as far as your nervous system goes and as far as your emotional bandwidth goes, like that was really traumatic and hard emotionally for you. And that is okay to validate that to yourself and give yourself that just that acceptance and grace and understanding that like no this actually was hard and I don't need to keep trying to shove this away so this can look like you know something as subtle as your mom telling you to act a certain way for the neighbors right to like make sure you guys accept it or seem as polite or to come across as a certain way which by the way that subconsciously is molding that daughter to not feel safe and comfortable to express their authenticity right you're teaching them they have to morph themselves in order to be accepted in a community or or in a social setting or on the other hand childhood trauma can be something as earth shattering as trigger warning sexual assault or losing a loved one really close to you 
it, it really is something that is all on the spectrum. And it even can be something that didn't even directly happen to you. This could be something that you saw, you know, that you were a bystander on, that you witnessed, or maybe you were in a car accident, or maybe your mom was in a car accident that led her to act a certain way that, you know, really triggered you and was a trauma for you in your home situation, whatever, whatever. It is such a wide range of things and such a long, a huge spectrum. And so just please, my point with this is to really give yourself the validation of any pain that you are feeling. It's okay. And you're able to, you are allowed to revisit it and accept it and validate it. And and as opposed to just pushing it away and never dealing with it. What I've been touching on throughout this whole episode, these childhood traumas that we experience are then what are is leading to our subconscious programmings. And it's show it's what's showing up as the negative self-talk that just is ingrained in our head. I can tell you something right now that your three-year-old cousin is not in her head saying that she looks fat today. That sounds awful. Even me just connecting that to how disgusting does that sound? If like, do you not like that's awful to think about. So I'm just saying my point in saying that is just that like this negative self-talk that we have isn't just something we're born with. It's not something that's like, oh, it's just me. No, it was learned from somewhere, whether it being from childhood trauma, from a bully, from something your parents said to you. And now that's showing up in your adult life. It can show up, you know, with abandonment issues, like I've been saying, or with commitment issues or with trouble feeling and expressing your emotions all of these things that maybe you struggle with now in adulthood or struggling with like self-belief or struggling to with dealing with stress struggle maybe you isolate all the time when you're upset or you dissociate all of those sorts of things are just stemming from this childhood trauma that you endured and it is your inner child a wounded inner child that has shaped these subconscious programmings which is now the space that you are living out of in your adult life. I'm really hoping, I feel like that really just connected the dots. If you've been a little bit kind of out in space, I hope that kind of just brought us now full circle of how everything is connected within this. And that's why inner child healing is so powerful. And it just has completely transformed my life. Like I could just feel this has been a really big healing phase for me, which I still am in it. Obviously, I don't think I'm ever going to be out of it. Disclaimer, I don't think healing ever really ends. But I'm just saying like it, this, it's just really, really helpful to help. It's really helpful in the sense of gaining awareness for why you are the way you are and how to heal by becoming aware of your inner child. So now let's move into the actual healing portion of what this whole entire episode is on is, which is the importance of inner child healing. So now you're like, okay, so cool, live. Like, thanks for stirring up the pot. I have all these memories that just came flashed, flashing back through listening to this episode on my walk. Now what am I supposed to do with this? Because now it's all floating in the soup and now turmoil is running loose again. So the whole concept of inner child healing is the concept of like healing that wounded child within and give yourself that nurture and nourishment that you didn't have at the time of those traumas. So now the fact that everything is kind of stirred up when you think about things now and you start to connect those dots of like, oh my gosh, I'm acting this way because this happened in childhood or oh my gosh, this is definitely a wounded inner child response. How can I kind of reframe this to heal? So that's kind of step one of this inner child healing is gaining the awareness of why you are the way that you are and that it is stemming from something from childhood. And like I'm saying, give yourself that nourishment and safety and healing that an adult wasn't able to give you at the time of the traumas. So this could look like, you know, identifying the roots of your triggers and making peace with them and kind of reframing them and saying, okay, maybe something happens in the workplace. You got really triggered. Let me try to think of an example. 
okay, you're in the workplace. You had to work on a project. You told your coworker here, I'm going to show you a rough draft of like what I, this is my feedback on the project. They gave you maybe a suggestion of to change, you know, a few components of your project. And instead of you looking at it as a very, you know, objective thing, like, oh, this is business. They're just helping this project be the best it can be. It's not about me personally, but maybe that's something that triggers you. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they just completely looked down on my work. I can't believe they just critiqued my work. I tried so hard on this. Why do they think that I'm stupid? Blah, 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 blah. And you spiral and cause you're triggered by that that this is a time opportunity ding 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 for inner trauma healing and say hey why am I so triggered about something that is strictly business right like even if it seemed to be more of a character attack just simply ask like when you get triggered in any way if you have this feeling of frustration anger you know jealousy sadness all those things those are just all triggers that are coming up right emotions are just kind of use them as road like signs as a map to kind of towards healing right Understand that you're triggered and say, hey, actually, now that I think about it, that's coming back to a memory when I was 11 years old and my dad was trying to help me with a science project and he completely turned down everything that I was doing and he ended up doing the project basically on, on his own. I just helped him glue things down and he made me feel completely incompetent for being able to come up with my own right answers and my own work. Like he completely invalidated the quality of work that I do. It doesn't always have to be something as specific as like a specific event. But stuff like that, like maybe just over time when you were working on projects in middle school with your dad, he always made you feel like you couldn't do the project on your own and he invalidated your capacity to do it and do it well. And so maybe that's why now you're triggered in the workplace. Things like that are kind of a way to work through your triggers and kind of you know, identify a root of your trigger. The reason why it helps me identify the root of a trigger is because it just kind of makes everything make more sense to me. Like it, it kind of grounds me a little bit. Like I'm saying, it makes it come more full circle and it helps me understand just what I'm dealing with and makes it a little bit more tangible and real by identifying the root of a trigger and like where the trigger was formed, where it's coming from, etc. It also can look like tracing back your self-sabotage habits to a reason and healing that. That's a freaking good one. Back to what I'm saying about this movie star example with your great aunt. This maybe could look like you always inherently maybe don't ever look for casting calls or, you know, when you go to apply yourself for a casting call, you don't ever like really give it your all because you're like, I'm not going to get it anyways. Things like that, right? That's kind of all self-sabotaging efforts. Like if you're in a relationship, you're trying to get in a relationship with someone, you push the person away or you're really, you, you just can't commit to them or you can't express your feelings or something like that. And you would just end up pushing the person away. That's another like self-sabotaging mechanism, right? That maybe happened in, in some sort of your childhood, right? So things like that. Uh, that's a really big way that childhood trauma can kind of show up and doing a way to heal that inner child is to kind of become aware of that self-sabotaging habits, realizing why you're doing them and re reframing them and affirming to yourself that you're safe, that you don't need to have those self-sabotaging habits like you can believe in yourself you are able you're capable you can do it you are safe and that will go a really big way a really long way with healing another big thing which I kind of touched on previously forgiving your parents a huge component to inner child healing especially if you went through something a little bit more you know with your parents having maybe it seemed a little bit almost more intentional, I want to say, or I guess a little bit more obvious with the trauma that they caused. I know it can be kind of hard to not have a little bit of resentment towards your parents. But again, in order to heal any like 
in order to get over anything or anyone, like you need to forgive them, not only for them, but for you, like you need to release the emotion, you need to release the event, because if you are constantly holding resentment towards people's things, places, events, that energy is just stalled. It's stuck within you. Everything is energy. You have all energy running through your body. It's just stale, stuck energy that is within your body. And, you know, what I've learned is like you want to do what you can to keep very free flowing, light, clean energy always flowing within you. And I kind of picture, you know, resentment and things like that are as energy blocks that are kind of stuck within you that keep you from staying in your divine flow. So, just promise me like, and trust me, like you need, you just got to affirm to yourself that you can forgive, that you can forgive them. And I'm not saying it has to be overnight. I'm not saying you need to let people in back into your inner circle who really showed you very obvious, awful trauma. Like, trust me, I'm not trying to, yeah, I also want to make this very clear. I'm not trying to put words in anyone's mouth. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I am not by any means telling you who you should and shouldn't have in your life. I don't care if this is your own mother, you know, You need to do what you feel like you need to do to protect your peace, to protect your boundaries, to protect your quality of life. And if that involves not having that person in your life, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But what I will say is you need to come to peace with them, with that situation. And again, maybe that's at peace with them halfway across the country, or maybe it's at peace with them you know, in your neighborhood and you're able to go out to lunch with them every Sunday. But whatever that looks like for you, like you need to find that good sweet spot for you and just understand that you need to release, just release, 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 just let it go. And I'm feeling like now I'm like tapping into that emotion. Like I know it can be so hard, but it's also going to be really freeing at the same time to just forgive and just to let it go and to understand that you and them are in a new era and it serves no one any good by just holding on to the past, not only by living in the past, but holding on to just hurt energy because all you're honestly doing is just hurting yourself because you're subconsciously just completely reliving the energy of that scenario. You're reliving those feelings and you think that you're like, oh, I got over it, but really you just shove the emotions down. They're always going to be there. And then when the smallest thing comes back that reminds you of it, it's still always going to be there deep down. And so the best way to fully just overcome it and not worry about maybe experiencing flashbacks anymore, whatever, whatever, you got to let that emotion come up and let it flow out of you and let it pass through you. And you just got to move on. You got to move on. That's another episode, early episode. I feel like it was episode three or four of like the freedom of acceptance. Sometimes you just got to accept the hard, shitty situation you were in and just let it go and you got to move on because there's nothing left to do and it just, it already happened, right? So another way that inner child can, another way it can look like for you is just gaining awareness of your subconscious trauma responses. Kind of, I touched on this already, like maybe you dissociate or maybe that you self-isolate a lot when you're upset. Ding, ding, ding. That was me. (laughs) Especially when I was younger, I always used to dissociate and I really see that now. I tend to really self-isolate if I'm really upset. Like I'm not the person to like go talk someone's ear off. I'm the person to completely kind of shut down is how I describe it. I don't want to talk. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to even like I I have nothing to express. I just completely like shut down internally and I just want to be alone. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to write anything. Like I don't, I just completely go back into my shell. So gaining awareness of those trauma responses of like, oh, that upset me and look at how I just acted. Why did I just cope that way? Why did I just act that way? Where is that coming from? Can I fix that? I guess I I don't really like the way I just said that, but you know what I mean? Like, is there a way that I can heal that? Can I reframe that? Things like that. 
is a really big way to heal your inner child. That's something I'm really working on is kind of noticing how I'm responding in situations and understanding like where it is coming from. And I actually saw a, um, an Instagram, an Instagram reel about this. And it said, I posted on my Instagram story at Lithit, and it said, um, like you, it was this girl speaking and she was essentially like you dissociate as a child. You associate now when you're upset because as a child, you never felt safe enough to express your emotions to other people. You never felt like anyone would hold space for you. You felt like no one had the bandwidth to deal with your emotions. Like you felt like the only safe place to go when you were hurting was to be alone. Like you didn't feel like any, you know, other people could handle your you know, authentic expression, which I think is so true. Like I had a bunch of stuff, you know, like I, my parents had a really, really nasty divorce. And so, and I have three other siblings above me. Like it never felt like there was, there, there was always too much going on for me to express, you know, how I was truly feeling, or it was always kind of belittled. It seemed like it it didn't matter. It wasn't validated, things like that. So that's just kind of an example for me, I guess, how that showed up to me in my life. And that's why now, I tend to self-isolate. So like that's just another example for you. But like that was a big wake up call for me. It's basically just making that conscious effort to rewrite that narrative that like your hurt, wounded seven year old self has been telling you like all this time, which like I just like I don't know why it still just makes me sad for some reason. Not sad. I guess just emotional. But like that really is what just inner child healing is. It's really just making the conscious effort to rewrite your narrative that your hurt seven-year-old self has been telling you all this time. So I want to close out this episode with some things I've been doing to like channel and heal my inner child and like give her some more energy and attention and love and care to feel safe because, you know, maybe she was a little bit neglected growing up because other things were, other things were going on, but I've touched on these a little bit. And like I said, like these healing eras have really been coming to me like in divine timing. Like I truly feel like you know, beginning of this year, it was when I really was trying to tap into like healing my, the relationship with my divine feminine energy. Like I did a, I did an episode on that about how kind of growing up feminine energy was kind of always looked down upon. So I feel like that was phase one that found me. And now I really feel like I'm in this era of like inner healing journey that has found me in divine timing. So a lot of these things, well, some of these things I've been doing weren't like directly of me being like I want to go heal my inner child so I'm going to do these things it's like I've naturally been gravitating towards these pulls and then like I'm saying after having these realizations I was like oh my gosh like this is my inner child like finally ready to like come back out and like heal with me and be with me in this lifetime so the first thing is like just giving myself the safe space to play Again, if you grew up in a very hectic, chaotic household or whatever the case may be, or maybe your parents were like trying to always look good for the Joneses, like look good for the neighbors. And so they didn't want you associated with certain types of play or whatever the case may be. Right. So giving myself just the safe space to just play like a kid and not have an intention all the time, not have to be productive, not have to serve a purpose, like just to enjoy my time and have mindless fun has been really healing. If you guys follow me on Instagram, I've been swinging at the playground. And again, I cannot tell you whatever brought me this urge, but I've been doing this like kind of all summer. There's a park near me and I just have been going and swinging and I listen to music and it has been the best thing ever. And one time my dad came with me and he literally like was pushing me on the swing like a kid. And I was like, this is so healing for my inner child. But yeah, go swing at the playground. It's the best thing ever. Again, it was a natural gravitation and I I love it. I can't go back. 
Um, another thing, just gaining awareness of different childhood wounds. So like certain things that I didn't realize were dysfunctional, right? I'm like gaining more awareness of that. Hey, that kind of is a little bit dysfunctional. Like that's not acting from a healed space. How can I kind of reframe and shape that? Where is it coming from? How can I consciously act differently from a healed heart space? Um, with that, resolving my triggers and like I'm saying, reframing my responses. So again, which I touched on, like just recognizing when something triggers me asking myself why, where that came from to connect the dots and understand and like affirming to myself like, hey, I don't need to feel triggered. I am safe. This doesn't mean X, Y, Z. I can act from this heart space and kind of reframing that. Um, again, playing outside, like just being outside as much as I can, being on grass, going to the park, just again is very nurturing for that inner child energy. Like I said, forgiving my parents, just simply having grace with them, still having respect for them, you know, helping. I've been, <laughs> I've been helping my parents heal trauma, especially, especially my dad, like helping him kind of work through things. Um, cause he doesn't really always believe in mental health, if you will. So I just have been kind of bringing things to light of like certain things that he does, like certain tendencies and connecting the dots for him and him being like, Oh, well, okay. Like I kind of get it, but I'm still kind of in denial. So not only like forgiving your parents, but also maybe helping them on their healing journey and just things like that has been healing for me. Having compassion towards myself has been a big one and just releasing the need to be perfect. Um, and AKA for me, that really stemmed from, you know, me always trying to please my parents and like doing what I could to not have there be another upheaval like within the family like I always felt like don't mess up in childhood and like that will help have you know maybe make like there's already so much chaos at home I don't want to also do something wrong and cause more chaos and like get yelled at even more you know so stuff like that is like just giving myself the grace and space to not be perfect and have more compassion and like just allow myself to mess up has been amazing. Exploring creative pulls. I've been trying to get into this a little bit more. I've been really having a call to get into pottery. So I think I'm going to do a pottery class, but even things like maybe coloring in a coloring book or singing, dancing. I really love to dance. Like that's also a really good thing to get in touch with your not only feminine energy, but also just to get in touch with your inner child and things like that. So any creative pulls that maybe you had from a child when you were a child that you really like, maybe dive back into those things. I honestly used to love modeling when I was like 12, 13. I used to do that with my sister, Sophia. I mean, that's why I still like taking pictures now and being in front of the camera. But like, so maybe diving, spending more time doing that. Also going barefoot putting my bare feet on the ground not only is that amazing for other physiological benefits but it just also makes me feel like a kid to be honest I'm always running out of the house without shoes on and just simply allowing myself to feel like heard seen validated and safe just by me giving myself those things have been really healing so this is going to look very different for everyone, like how you choose to go about healing, right? And because everyone's going to have a different path. So it's going to look your roadmap towards healing is going to look different because you had a different starting point. So my biggest advice would be just to simply truly let down your guard and let go of judgment and just allow yourself to heal hear yourself, like hear what your inner child is saying, what your nudges are saying, what your intuition is saying, how you're acting and just be kind to him or to her, your inner child, and have grace and patience and love with them. And just know that they are trying to heal and you need to do what you can to help them. Knowing what you know as an adult, do what you can to help seven-year-old you, you know, feel safe and seen and heard and validated and comfortable and comforted because that's the whole point of this all is being that person that you didn't have when you were a child at, in times of trauma. So, that's everything for this episode. I really love this one. I feel like this may be one of my favorite ones ever. I think this is super foundational, super important. I think this could change 
a lot of people's lives just in the sense of how just the newfound awareness that you maybe have going through life. The affirmation for today is my inner child forgives my past and feels safe, heard, and accepted. My inner child forgives my past and feels safe, heard, and accepted. I love you guys so freaking much. Again, thank you guys so much for showing up for me and for yourselves today. I hope you got some value out of this episode. If you did, it would mean the absolute world if you could drop a rating slash review. I don't think you can leave a review on Spotify. Correct me if I'm wrong, but on Apple Music, you can leave a written review, which means the world to me. I love when I read them and when I have new ones, they like completely make my whole entire week. Um, also, if you want to screenshot this, post it on your story, share it with a friend who needs to heal this, who, whoa, hear this, but also heal this, who's struggling and may need to hear this message. Um, subscribe if you haven't already or download the podcast. All this just really helps this podcast grow and helps it reach more people and impact more lives, which is always, always, always the goal here. So I'm sending you guys so much love. I feel like I should go. I'm sure I talked your ear off. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and hopefully I'll see you in the next one. Peace out.